Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again. E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 278. Today we'll be talking about TV, including The Recruit and That 90s Show. Movies including The Way of Water, Sick, and Skinamarink. And as always, the week in sports, week in Funko and collecting weekly Star Wars moment and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, bang, bang, Niner gang, it's the Nez! Uh, Cowboys, <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to do. They were like doing good throughout the season and they just didn't want it i guess that's crazy it's crazy I, how 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 long they've been out of it you know since, since the 90s since the 90s that's crazy i don't know i'm just whatever i mean i watched it and i just i was like this this is over i mean they they yeah. they, they gave up they weren't even uh <laughs> They didn't even try anymore. They just said F it. Uh, right. Uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah. Tommy Boy, Share. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, I don't know what happened uh, to them boys. But um, but uh, shout out to Steve. Shout out. He's, he's part of the Niner gang. Right. So uh, he, he's happy. But um, who else? I don't even know. What else is going on in the NFL? I mean, as soon as the Seahawks so, were done, I was, I was out. We're at the final four. We got uh, Niners at Eagles and Bengals at Chiefs as our final four. Hmm. One of those. Uh, next weekend. Yeah. Huh. All right. Um, and then two weeks after that, the Super Bowl time. I don't care about this nonsense. I'm waiting for Royal Rumble next weekend. And shortly after, uh, well, I think a month or two, I don't know. Uh, WrestleMania in California, Hollywood. And where that's going to be at isn't even near Hollywood. But I, I guess <laughs> they're going to go with that Halloween or that Hollywood theme. I I would love to go to both days, but... Um, well, don't rush out of there because last that not last time, but that one time you, you had to rush out of there. You missed the big event. I know that was because that thing. was that was uh, SummerSlam two years ago. Yeah. That was when I, uh, I had to um, we had to get on that plane. That was the last plane that we could get on. That was the reason we ran out of there. But apparently, we could have stuck around because the dude that was behind us in the security, like, oh man, you missed it. And he saw it. So, oh man, uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know about on NFL, but I mean, I'll don't pick forget a team. Super Bowl though. Uh, you get the the ads. It's, 
sometimes I'll, that's the best part. You get the new movie trailers, the new TV stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick a team um, on whoever whoever is there. I mean, if it's the 49ers, likely, if, if it ain't the 49ers, I, I mean, if the 49ers is there and I'm rooting for whoever the other team is, F the Niners, never been a fan of them. Yes, there's some pictures out there of me where they – 49ers shirt on, and there's one of me with a Giants hat somewhere. I don't know. You can find them <laughs> if you search hard enough, or if you know the people I know. <laughs> right, right. There is some pictures of me out there, but yeah, I was Most that hard. A's and Raiders until the Raiders sold out on me for the second time and yeah. f them. Most likely, it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles and the Bengals. Uh, Casey's quarterback got hurt. He's going to play. Mahomes is going to play. But he's playing hurt. Uh, Bengals looked really good today against the Bills. The Bills actually looked good all year. Kind of surprised they lost. Uh, and while Niners have looked real good, the Eagles are like on another level. It's going to be in Philly next week. So I say most likely we're looking at a uh, Philly-Cincinnati uh, Super Bowl. Uh, we'll see on uh, what happens there, but um, we're already in sports. You got any other thing else? Any other things going on? Got NBA? a little live coverage of the Warriors right now for you. Um, quite a day in the Bay Area. You got uh, Chinese uh, Lunar New Year uh, celebration going on. You got the uh, Niners playoff game, and you got uh, Nets Warriors here now in the fourth quarter. Five minutes, 24 seconds to go. Warriors are up 110, 90, no, 100. <laughs> I was waiting for that free throw. So they're up 10 with just over five to go against, uh, yeah, the Kevin Durantless Nets. But, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, Warriors pretty much fully intact right now. I think Wiseman is the only one uh, still dealing with an injury. So uh, rounding into shape. We just uh, uh, had a replay of the finals this past Thursday. Uh, Celtics-Warriors, a really good game. Warriors led for almost the entire game. Uh, and then blew it late. Uh, he's brilliant. He's a legend. He's the best shooter of all time. But Steph had some uh, costly turnovers and couldn't nail the uh, shot at, as regulation ended. We had to go to overtime. Or even there, um, the Celtics got up, but then, then they even kind of gave it away and we almost had a chance to come back and extend the game but we didn't uh, so the season series ends 1-1 and who knows we could see them again in the finals uh, obviously it's still a long way to go we got the NBA All-Star break here in February looking forward to that so uh, yeah that's uh, my sports <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'll re wrestle. Not WrestleMania. Royal Rumble next week. So I'll give you uh, my take on uh, full wrap up. Go over to uh, thehorrorreturns.com and listen to uh, Brian and I's um, the, the wrestling returns wrap up. We'll, we'll run through everything on that. But um, I don't even remember what you said. Did you have movies or anything? 
Uh, I have the one that uh, I've been meaning to talk about for a while. It just kind of got away from us with our end of year list, and then I forgot it, and then I remembered it. So, yeah, way of water. Oh, Avatar. Well, kick us off with that, because uh, we only got three movies this week, everyone. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so saw this a few weeks ago when uh, Jade was still around. Um, her friend took took uh, also took my mom's to um, just a little short drive up the road to Arcada and a theater I don't go to very often, but uh, the minor in Arcada. It used to be related to the other theaters around here, but then it closed and it reopened. And it's more in the style of a Alamo Draft House now, if you're familiar with uh, the way those are. So it's kind of cool. They even uh, have the same uh, like metal popcorn bowls that you you get like when you go to an Alamo Draft House. And I don't know what they put on their popcorn. I, I Cause I was parking the car. I dropped everybody off up front and then I had to park a couple blocks away. Uh, and by the time I got there, they had ordered and I thought they, they, they picked to put something on the popcorn, but uh, something came on it. They did that at, uh, at the San Francisco Alamo draft house too. Didn't they? They put something yeah. on the popcorn. I didn't yeah. I didn't like their popcorn at all. Artie. That, yeah. That's, that's what it's like. And yeah, that's what it was like here. I mean, I was fine with it, but yeah. I think uh, I think like you, um, I'm actually more of a fan of the, the pretty standard stuff. <laughs> it depends on what theater chain I'm at. Like uh, I'll eat their popcorn, but Galaxy, for instance, I'll eat it because it's there. But it's not like my favorite. Uh, Cinemark, I love their popcorn and whatever fit. Fake oil butter or whatever the hell, whatever it is they put on it is good. Uh, I love that. I always get those big pre-packed bags uh, before I leave. Um, AMC or Regal. Mm, I want to say it was AMC that I wasn't really a fan of. I ate it, but I wasn't. Um, oh, and uh, whatchamacallit was good. When I was down in Phoenix, uh... I want to say Parkins or something. I, I don't know. Whatever the chain is down there that they have. Uh, I did like their popcorn. Their butter or whatever it was. It was actually really tasty. I think it's Harkins. I think that that's what it is. For those of you Arizona or wherever that chain is at. You haven't been oh. to the theater when you've been here, have you? No, I haven't. But I do want to go to that little indie one in Arcata. That's the one go, I'm talking about. I want, to go, I want to go to that one. Oh, it was there? Yeah. It wasn't any one of those big ones. Uh well that's what I'm saying. You haven't been to the theaters around here, like I don't know. Our theaters aren't that big. So <laughs> No, I mean that one when we were driving around when we were recording when we drove through Arcada when I think Halloween or something was gonna show there or something. You're talking about oh, that one? Oh no, no. That's like uh that one's not open all the time. That's more of like for like events like that the the minor that's the one that's a more regular open type thing that being said like yes they had avatar but uh it's also obviously like almost like a draft house they're known for having more uh indie stuff or uh art house type stuff 
but, but uh, I want to go there for something. But. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You should see our regular theater too, just to add uh, coming attractions to your list of uh, theaters you've been to, because that's uh, what our our normal theaters here are. They're CA theaters. <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah, coming attractions. You've never been to the ones here, huh? The ones in Susanville. I have not. Yeah. In turn. It's, it's just <laughs> little mom and pop one, uh, right. the Smith family. Uh, okay. They've been run. They've been running it since before, before I got here. I, I assume that's what Renee was telling that's me. That's actually that's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I I assume they're getting close to the retirement age. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, I've been here I, since. I've been here in this town since 96, and that's been over 20 years. So, oh, I think I'm coming up on 28 years tomorrow at my job at Southwest. I didn't even think I'd be there that long, but, I mean, the, the best job I've ever had in my life. I mean, grateful for them, everything they've provided for me and my family and Help me buy this house. <laughs> so sure. I, I have nothing but respect for for the company I work for and everybody that I that I work with. So, but all right, um, yeah, Way of Water. I still haven't made it out to see it. Um, is it coming on Disney Plus anytime soon, or is it gonna? It is, but it's still a little ways off. Uh, is it still like cranking in the money? Well, yeah, kind of. It's I mean, it's still on the charts and whatnot. But I think um, from what I heard, it's due around uh, like late March on Disney Plus from what I heard. So still a little ways off for that. But yeah, uh, like I said, got to see it in a theater. Uh, I don't see very much in the last time I was there before that was for... Uh, the uh, Wes Anderson, the French Dispatch. That was the last last previous time I had been to the minor, so it'd been a while. So it was good to to get back, and um, that kind of comes into part of my story. Once after I talked to the movie about the movie, something happened after or during it, but didn't really affect me until I kind of noticed at the very end. Anyways, uh, the movie itself. Um, Going into it, I think we talked on the show about all the crazy things that Cameron said in the lead up to it. And a lot of it really turned me off. Like, the, oh, go to the bathroom, whatever you want, because you're going to see it like three or four times. I was like, man, <laughs> I don't know. He, he says so many crazy things. <laughs> I seen yeah, the, so the, bold. <laughs> I seen the first one twice. Both of those times in the theater. I mean, once when it was regular, and then when they, I think they brought it back in 3D or something. I don't know, but I know I remember the last time I saw it, I saw it in 3D. But it, right. Um, I think I saw it by myself the first time, and then the second time, Kyle wanted to see it, so we went and saw it. That was the one that was in 3D. He liked it, but I was, eh. Well, yeah. I wasn't like blown away by it. I I only seen it. I mean, I love James Cameron and his movies, but not so much the bullshit that he's saying. But right. um, uh, the main reason I love uh, my girl Michelle Rodriguez. Shout out to M Rod. 
That was that was like by the number one reason I wanted to see it. I'm kicking myself. I didn't get any of her uh, her little figures they came out with. I remember seeing them at like Target and all that. And I'll get it later. I'll get it later. And then uh, speaking of uh, girls that I love, uh, the one and only Winona Ryder. When I was at Albuquerque Comic Con a couple weeks ago, there was uh, her figure, um, Call. Her character was Call in um, Alien Resurrection. They had it there, and I asked this guy, how much is it? He goes, oh, it's 50 bucks. I was like, ooh, Winona, I love you, but that's a little steep <laughs> for, her, for her figure. But, I mean, I got her pops and everything, but uh, I don't know. I should have just pulled the trigger just to have it here uh, to show her, my, show her my love, but uh, I don't know. I will see, but... <laughs> Um, I do want to see this the the way of water. I mean, it's the same characters from or the ones that survived from the first one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, here's a question: You have to be in that sleep state to be to to be. What are those blue things called? Navi. You have to be in that sleep. That well, uh, what's his name? What what's that main guy's name? Um, uh, Jake Sully. That's his real name. I thought it was Sam. Worthington. Yeah, yeah, I am. So he had to be asleep to be, be <laughs> excuse me, to become one of those, right? In the first film, but if I'm remembering right, at the end, he like transcended the having to that be that. Like he basically just became because that's where this one kind of picks up that he just is you don't see his tank or whatever so i i need to watch the first one again before i see this one because i i don't i don't remember all i remember is the battle at the end right and, uh, um but uh, i don't know i mean well here's a question you know i always, I always ask you this will i like it uh, you'll, I think you'll like parts of it, but I think you'll probably feel like me, um, thought the first one was all right. And I thought this one was all right. Just didn't really blow me away. There's some cool things. Some things looked cool. I will say though, uh, Cameron, the crazy stuff he says, another thing was like, like talking about his effects being all top notch and this and that over everybody's the amount of effects in this. There's so much you really, you can't help but start to see it as an effect. Like it really does like break it, especially there's one character. There's one new character, like a human character that plays along all the time. And especially like when that character's around, like the Navi characters, they stand out as an effect. And I know one of his criticisms is like, oh, like, like ours, our, our effects look so much better than like Thanos. And it's like, I don't know about that. Cause like for me, Thanos always looked like a fine effect and he looks fine as a character. And I didn't really think about it. But like here, you got me thinking about it. Like every single like frame like i'm you can't help but like think about the effects it's effects upon effects it's like the whole thing and what that's what's interesting about it is like they actually do film a ton of it with the live people but then they put 
the effects over them. So it's like they do film it, but then everything is just effects over. So like the live people are in front of a green screen. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're getting seen out, man. Just <laughs> make another Terminator movie. Or, uh, I heard they were going to make a True Lies 2. They better hurry up. Arnold's getting old. Um, I, I, I think that's becoming a TV show, too. I think oh, I saw it today. Is Arnold? <laughs> no. Oh. Um, I think uh, a CBS show. Cause I, I think I, I heard it being uh, promoted during the, the game today. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But, but, uh, yeah, so I don't need to get too much into like the actual story itself. But one, I guess, small thing I can I can say it's not that big of a spoiler because you know it's something's bound to happen. It's like it's funny, like they open up talking a little bit about the end of the last one, about how they repelled these humans that sought to do you know evil and destroy the world and stuff like that and then they have uh zoe saldana's navi character and jake sully and they're sitting watching the sky and he's just doing a narration and he's like like we thought we'd have peace but you know like course like they had to come back and he's like looking at the sky and then yeah like it showed him leaving in one frame and then like minutes later maybe not even minutes like maybe seconds later it shows them coming back coming back Dude, for revenge <laughs> i thought Stephen lang's character died he did is he is he in the cast for this? Was it flashbacks or did he survive? <laughs> okay, here spoiler alert. I'll tell you. I know you don't. I know you don't mind. But spoiler alert oh, okay. for anybody who cares. Um, it it shows actually. It shows him, and he recorded this thing before the events of the first film, where um, they basically took. You know, his blood, his DNA, his consciousness, all this and that, and, like, recorded it. And they um, upload him and his crew into avatars to get revenge. Uh, So he's back, and it looks like he'll always be around. As long as there's avatars, I think it'll be Jake Sully versus... Whatever general guy. Who was Kate Winslet? Uh, she was. Um, so this also not a spoiler. They le- the, the first the Navi were were uh, like basically of the forest, like a jungle uh, feature uh, kind of clan. But it's in the name of the movie, The Way of Water. The Sully family feels like to perfect protect the forest they should leave and find a new spot on on the planet and so they they seek out like a water tribe and that's the way of water and this water tribe um the like leaders of the tribe um one of them is uh what's his name he was in uh 
He's been in a ton of stuff. Cliff Curtis. Um, he was the... Uh, he was a bad guy in one of the Die Hard movies. He was, yeah, uh, and he was in uh, that spinoff. Uncle Bully. Oh, yeah. The was, Fear of the Walking uh, yeah, Dead. Fear. Yeah. Spoiler alert. He didn't last long. It was <laughs> Uncle Bully and Once Were Warriors. Uh, he was... Uh, I think he was the bad guy in an Arnold movie. I want to say... Uh, yeah, collateral damage. Yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, Cliff Curtis is like the head of this water tribe, the chief, and his wife. I guess the co-leader of the tribe is Kate Winslet. Michelle Rodriguez is in this one. I thought she died. Um. I think you might be mixing Michelle with uh, Zoe Saldana. No, my, Michelle Rodriguez, her, at the end, during that battle, her thing she was flying around and blew up. In the first Avatar? In the first one, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I don't even remember. In the, oh, yeah, there she is. Anyway. Right, she, she's going to get me in the theater, all right. <laughs> no, I mean I love Kate Winslet. Is she herself, or is she one of these blue things? Yeah, she's a Navi. Oh, you can't even on. tell it's her. Oh. <laughs> she have the accent or no accent? No, she's like putting on a voice and everything. It's like weird. It's like it's like it's that's one of those things. Like it's like unless you told me that's Kate Winslet, like. There's no way you would know. There's no way you would know if they would have been like, that's a mystery part. We're not going to tell you who played that part. Nobody would ever guess Kate Winslet played this character. So, uh, Wes Studi's back in it again. I don't remember his character dying in the first one. The interesting thing, um, Though is uh, Kate Winslet did in performing one of her un underwater scenes uh, broke Tom Cruise's like actor record for like holding your breath like something nuts like she held her breath for like nine minutes or something which broke Tom Cruise's like eight minute record. Why was she in the water if she was just a voice? Because Cameron's crazy. <laughs> and like the whole thing is effects driven, but he had them like act it out. Like, In the water? Yeah. And like water tanks and everything. And that's just wasting money. Yeah. Idiot. Well, I mean, I guess that's what he can do. I heard his next thing because he is who he is. He's mad about people saying that um, uh, Jack could have fit on the board at the end of Titanic. Um, so he's going to make a documentary proving that that's not possible. Oh, man. He's losing, Cameron. boys and girls. Um, 
<laughs> well, you still got two more Avatar movies. One coming out next year, and then uh, 2026 Avatar Four. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, I heard they filmed. Um, they, they filmed, filmed the third one already. Four alongside oh. this. Oh, they did. They did the fourth one because I know they did the third one. So they well, you just filmed all three of them together. No, they just did like parts. Like oh. they still gotta do like principal photography, I think, on on some of them. Which how do you the way say it goes? Like what? What was it? How long was it? Thirteen years between between films. So even with the next one due next year, I wouldn't count on it. The how do you say did. um Zoe's name? Natiri. Okay. Uh, did you read a synopsis on this? I didn't, but I can. Uh, Jake I got one. Yeah, lives go for with it. his newfound family formed on the extrasolar moon Pandora. Once a familiar flat re- threat returns to finish what they previously started, Jake must work with Natiri and the army of the Navi race to protect their home. Which, like I said, it's even just that from a story standpoint was kind of weird. Like (laughs) these invading forces consider Jake Sully to be such a threat because of his like ability to like lead the Navi people. But then like it comes this story point where it's like, oh, we've got to protect the people of the forest. So we're going to leave the forest lands and we're going to head out to the water. We're going to head to the, the wa- out to the water and learn the way of water. And, but it's like, dude, like you really think they're going to leave the forest alone now that just you're gone. And now you're actually, now you're bringing them, you're bringing your, your war, your battle to, to these, uh, isolated water cultures it's it's such a mess in my opinion (laughs) hmm i don't know avatar everyone if you saw it you saw it if not i mean i'll well it seems like everybody saw it i cannot believe this film ended up making more than um because that was like that was such a thing that brought people out. People were talking about it. And like, I guess people were talking about Avatar too, but like, <sighs> nuts. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about it. I just figured I'll see it when I see it. But, uh, all right. Jim Cameron. Uh, uh, I know everyone loves aliens and Terminator two. I do too, but those aren't my, favorite movies is i mean i loved the first terminator i was he also thinking. wants to make a new terminator without guns he wants to uh yeah retake guns he thinks uh, too many guns in terminator movies he said his next to, he wants to do terminator without without uh, guns <laughs> forget just don't don't do it forget it you, you did two good movies within the Terminator series, which everyone loves and everyone hates the rest. Not me. I liked all of them. I don't care what anyone says, even the TV show. 
But uh, Jim Cameron, come on, make Piranha Three or something. I know you did Piranha <laughs> Two, which was terrible. But hey, you got to start out somewhere. Oh, for those of you guys that want to watch a cool documentary, um, check out uh, the movies that made us when they talk about uh, aliens. I mean, they didn't. He did. They didn't interview him. They interviewed a lot of people. And uh, some of the actors in it. It was really, really good. Uh, shout out to um, the Horror Virgin. Uh, they did a uh, a revisit to Aliens. And um, shout out to um, Paige. She was uh, talking about the the, the 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 movies that made us. So it made me uh, rewatch that episode. I watched it when I was sitting in the Phoenix airport waiting for my flight. Uh, cool little uh, documentary. So check that one out about it if you love that movie Aliens. We need to do a rewind on that one. Sure. I don't sure. think we've done any of the alien movies, but anyway. Yeah. Lastly, right. I will say it's in and another one of his like switch ups he does, like like I say, like the Kate Winslet thing. Um, Sigourney Weaver plays like a, a a young, like a teen Navi character in this. So that's interesting. I don't know. Who's winning the game? Uh, Warriors blew it. I'm so mad. Oh, it's over. Yeah, they blew it. They had it and they lost. One twenty, one sixteen is the final. Dumb. To who? Busta lost. To uh, is Brooklyn in the house? Yep. Hit that biggie. All right, Boo. everyone. Boo! <laughs> I'm mad. Uh, all right, everyone. Well, this next movie made me and me and made me and Brian kind of mad. If you guys, uh, uh, this is gonna be a spoiler review for those of you that didn't listen to um, the ESP at the movies. Uh, Brian and I covered this film. I'll talk about it right now. This is a film that came out last year, but they're saying it was uh, released this year, last week. Uh, I know it hit the theaters here. Uh, there's only one showing, um, and this is Skinnerinks. Skinamarink. I didn't know it was a song until I looked it up. And even when I was telling Renee about this movie, she started singing that song. And I'm like, I've never, ever heard that song in my life. But anyway, 2022 Skinamarink. It's not rated. Uh, if I had to rate it, it'd probably be PG-13. There wasn't um, much to see in it. I mean, there was a little blood, but it, it, PG-13. Uh, it's an hour and 40 minutes that I cannot get back. Um, did, was I mad that I watched this? No, I I was curious and I was interested. This is a a Canadian experimental horror film, and two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing, and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. Written and directed by Kyle Edward Ball, and this stars, come on, Jamie Hill as mom. Ross Paul as dad, Lucas Paul as Kevin, and Dolly Rose Tetrula. I don't know, I said that wrong, as Kaylee. Okay. Um, will I watch this again? Maybe if it hits Shudder, and i kind of curious. I, I did, after I watched it, I did go and watch a lot of reviews. Uh, about this film and only one guy that I trust really loved it and he was explaining why he loved it so I think I need to watch this again I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait until it's shutter um and everyone else tore this movie apart 
on oh, it was it was the worst thing I ever seen in my life and uh, I've seen way worse um but no nah, I I enjoyed uh, for what it was shout out to uh, Chris uh, Struckman I believe that's his name uh, he does reviews on YouTube and um, I'm, I'm I love watching his reviews he's usually right on uh, with his reviews on what he likes and doesn't like but he really liked this film and the way he was explaining it. I don't want to give any spoilers away if you guys didn't listen to that episode or you've seen this movie yet. But again, when it hits Shutter, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another shot. Um, but there was a lot of nothing going on in this. It was eerie. I love how they shot it. Uh, it was kind of like that grindhouse looking uh, film. Um, the acting. It was mainly the two little kids, but it was is. I don't know why no one can walk over and turn on a light, but that's me. I always say that in horror films, but I don't know. It was it was something to watch. I'm not saying don't watch it, and like I said, I'm not going to – I mean, I'll watch it again, but it just – I think the trailer sold it to me a little bit too hard to where I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome because they were saying, oh, it's one of the scariest movies of the year. We're only a couple weeks into the year. Even if I saw it last year, I, it would have probably not. It wouldn't have made my best of list. Um, but um, it was what it was. I mean, that, that's about all I can really say. Um, the, there, there was some eerie images in it. There was a couple parts. Uh, well, one part really where it really creeped me out. But then nothing happened. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, there is a. Of uh, I guess this director made a um, a short film. Uh, I guess it was the I don't know if it was the prequel to this or what, but it's a film called Heck that he made uh, two years ago. Uh, a little kid wakes up in the middle of the night and the sound of his mom's television blaring. All right, I assume this is what the they turned. Skin and Marink into. I haven't watched it yet, but Brian was the one that hit me to it, so I need to watch it. I'll, I'll let you guys know on how that one is next week. But Skin and Marink, if it's playing in your theater, I think this would be cool to see on the big screen, but again, not a lot happens in it. So I, I don't know what to tell you. See it if you want, uh, or, or if you can wait for Shutter, AMC Plus, whatever. Then, then go for it and let us know what, what you thought of it. But, um, yeah, I, I need to watch it again. I, during my, my initial review, I did say I probably won't watch it again. But after listening to Chris's review, um, I'm going to take what he said to watch it with those eyes, knowing what he said about it. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. But, um, yeah, Skinamarink, it's, it might be in your town. Uh, I know it's playing in Reno in one, one theater at one time, like at seven o'clock, uh, at night, uh, one, uh, one show in a day. And so, um, yeah, if you go on IMDb and look at the, the photos, uh, of this film, just picture those, those, those pictures in it. Give it like a minute or two of just that and nothing else going on. It was like a, lo a lot of long shots of the floor, uh, a teddy bear, some Legos or something. I don't know. It was 
experimental film. I mean, that's all I can tell you. But um, for those of you that did listen to the review, uh, we did get into it and we did spoilers and all. So if you want to watch this before you listen to that, go go watch it. But yeah, Skin and Marink, uh, say it if you want. That's about all I can say. But this next one, I if you love horror films, slasher films, uh, check this one out because this was this one was a surprise. Uh, it came out last year, I believe, because uh, it says uh, it was released in 2022. Uh, it's it's streaming on Peacock. I don't know if it was in the theaters. I think it just went straight to Peacock. I'm trying to get on IMDb to see if it was <sighs> released this year or or what. Let me see. Okay, well, it just came out on on. I'm going to put it for this year then. I guess it probably did its um, uh, festival runs last year, but it was released on Peacock this year, January 13th of 2023. So, all right. Um, Then this is a film to Peacock original, and this is sick. Due to the pandemic, Parker and her best friend uh, decide to quarantine at a family lake house alone, So, or so they think. This is directed by John... Hams, um, what else has he directed? Um, known for oh, he directed Alone. Now that was pretty good. All Square, oh, Universal Soldier, uh, Regeneration. That one was good. I like that one. Oh, Black Summer. Oh, he was a producer on that. Hmm. Well, he's got twenty five directing uh, credits, so he's doing something. Uh, directed some Chucky, some Chicago. PD and some oh, Z Nation and oh he did uh, Universal Soldier uh, Day of Reckoning I need to rewatch that one Regeneration that one was good um, but alright anyway Sick um, oh this stars killing me come on a Gideon Adlon a Bethlehem Million uh, Dylan Sprayberry, Mark Menchata, Joel Courtney, Jane Adams, Chris Red, uh, Reed, and a bunch of other people. All right, sick. I loved this movie. I thought it was awesome. I want to watch it again. I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was only an hour and 23 minutes. It's like once it started, it like flew, flew by. Because uh, it, it, it just didn't stop. And the first few minutes took a minute for it to get going to let us know who the players are. But once they got to the lake house and all hell broke loose, man, this movie was good. It was really good. I remember hearing people saying, oh, man, it's like one of the best movies this year. I'm like, we only been a couple weeks in. What are you talking about? But um, there's always that movie that's that uh, a lot of people, especially in the horror communities, when they talk about horror movies that come out in January, I mean, Scream came out last January, and that made my uh, best of horror list. Um, uh, I know the Zeese when I said there hasn't been any movies yet that he's seen this year that's been on our list. I'm putting this one on my list right now. Sick. Because this movie was awesome. I loved that it took place during the pandemic. And it, it was it was cool. It was like pretty much right in the beginning of it because there's some scenes where they go into the store and you got to do this the six feet thing everyone's got to wear a mask and all this and some of that stuff comes into play 
during all this, uh, during the the story of of this film. But um, if it was CGI uh, effects, I thought they did a really good job, and some of it looked like it was practical effects. So I was all in on it. Um, if you watch the trailer, there was one scene that kind of made me go, ah, um, I'm watching the trailer right now. There's a scene where this girl's running for her life and she stops this car um, to um, so she can uh, get help. So the the killer's like kind of laying on the ground. He gets knocked over and the, and the main girl's running. She goes to this car like, come on, let me in, let me in. This guy's trying to kill me. And the driver's like, do you have a mask? put on a mask and she's like i don't have a fucking mask and that part it made me roll my eyes but i mean that's how it was during all that when it was full the pandemic is still going on everyone i don't care what anyone says people are still getting sick but anyway um she was like you gotta put on a mask or i'm not gonna let you in my car <laughs> that was the type of stuff that was going on in this dealing with the pandemic because even during that their friends were like um, don't get in my car if you don't have a mask on. Come on, I, I don't know where you've been and all this. And there was one part when they were dancing. There was uh, two girls and uh, one of the uh, friend, a male friend. They were dancing in the cabin, and uh, one of the girls had a can of uh, disinfectant. So, so while she was dancing, she was spraying it in the air. So I don't know. It was just funny things like that. But. This movie was good. I really loved it. I mean, does it bring? Did it bring anything new to the to the slasher genre? No. The only thing is, it was shot there. It was it took place during the the beginning of the pandemic, and I really loved that angle in it. Um, this was a fun, a fun ride, a fun roller coaster ride, a horror, and and I loved it. I because when I love slasher movies, probably my favorite uh, of the horror genre, but. I thought they did a really good job with this one. It was really suspenseful. Um, again, didn't bring anything new to the table, but I liked what was happening because, like, when the killer was chasing uh, the two girls, I was like, "Come on, hurry, run!" And uh, there was some, I always say this when I when I watch these type of films, man. No matter where you're at, especially if you're in a house and the killer is coming after you, everything you can touch pretty much is some kind of weapon, or even if you can throw things. I mean, you could throw stuffed bears at whoever's trying to kill you just to slow them down um there was one girl in this she whatever she got her hands on she was throwing at this dude trying to stop him and i was like thank you you're you're thinking like me because yeah man i would throw whatever i could i mean if someone came at me right now in the studio i got so many things i could throw at them that would hurt I mean, even if you hucked one of these pops full full speed at someone's head would it would stop them a little especially this um this little Jason that I have, the um, was I think it was Hot Topic exclusive. Those, those um, eight bit looking ones. Dude, you know you know how heavy those ones are. Yeah, man, <laughs> dude, if you got hit with that in the head, that would hurt. So I mean, again, I mean, I love the this movie was cool. If you have Peacock, definitely check it out. I, I thought it was a really good uh, slasher horror film, and I was all in on it. So it's labeled horror thriller. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with because I loved it. I thought it was really good. I want to watch it again. Uh, I'm going to get Eric to watch it. I was kind of in the mood to just sit there by myself and watch. And I remember people saying, well, watch Sick, watch Sick, you'll like it. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I I forgot it was on Peacock. I went to Shudder, it wasn't there. I went to Netflix, it wasn't there. I had to look on IMDb and it went, duh, Peacock. So 
But yeah, if you guys have Peacock, definitely check out uh, Sick. Uh, if you like slasher films, it was really, really good. It, 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 it didn't go overboard with the killing, but it was just enough, just just enough to like, all right. Because there was one scene where this one guy got his throat slit. Um, either that was CGI or practical effects, whatever it was, it looked real. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. I'm all in on this. So, but yeah, again, this is the, this is making its first uh, entry on my uh, best of 2023 horror and regular and this is sick check it out if you guys have peacock as far as movies that is all i have before we leave it i kind of teased it and then we kind of got away from it i forgot uh, about the whole theater experience uh oh yeah interestingly um this theater you know whatever like i know uh galaxy and stuff like that has it. it's not like you know that unique anymore these days but like the coming attraction theaters around here that's just whatever seating there is you go in find your seat um but the minor also like alamo draft house has the uh assigned seating you pick your seat at the thing and then you, you know you go and you find the right correct seat and the way the rows are like um the what used to be like a row of seats they took the whole row out now and then it's like a whole like just row table row for you to put uh put your uh, popcorn or your drink on or whatever and uh also, like Alamo Draft House, I didn't test it out this time, and I definitely could have, considering it's uh, over three hours way of water. Uh, but you can like reorder right from you can. They have a little reorder sheet to reorder stuff. Um, Do they stand in front of the screen when they're bringing you everything? Because I hated that when we saw no. Rogue One. No. Um, thing is. Um, I don't know if there was anybody ahead of me, but there was rows ahead of us, but the way it, it, I, I think it would have been fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know if anybody even took advantage of it. Like, and who knows, like this isn't like draft house. So who knows if we would have got to a point and it would have been like, I'm almost wishing I would have done it now. Cause now I'm curious to see if like they even do check. Because, like I said, this isn't Draft House. It's more of a one-of-a-kind type of place, the minor. But, um, yeah, so, you know, behind us was a row of tables, and then there was seats, and then a row of table, and then seats. And I guess the person in the row behind us was annoyed by the people in the row behind them for the majority of the film luckily it didn't affect us but like right toward the end of the film um uh and honestly i didn't really think it was that funny either not <laughs> to laugh at i mean i guess i get it but uh the uh, the the row furthest back, um, the non CGI character, the Navi uh, characters refer to him as uh, Monkey Boy. 
and uh, like this group of guys like started like laughing about that and then the lady behind us she was like at the thankfully she didn't do it earlier but yeah at the very end she's like this is ridiculous she's like whole film so disrespectful this is insane i can't believe this and i was like that was like drew my attention like the fact she was going off at that point and and then uh it was raining after and i happened to you know i went to get the car so everybody i could just drive up and pick everybody up and i saw what i guess was the group of guys and they're like they were laughing about that about they're like oh man you're you're insensitive dude you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have laughed at monkey boy and they started laughing and of course but <laughs> anyways youth <laughs> yeah uh, um i was never disrespectful in movie theaters because i hated that even when i was a little kid i was always quiet I didn't want no one to yell. I mean, I grew up in a little ghetto theater, so if I was making noise or whatever, someone would have let me have it. So I learned sure. my I learned to mind my p's and q's and be and keep it keep the volume down. <laughs> of course, we talk in doing. Oh man, that was cool. Da, 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 this and that, but we we weren't like. Ha, ha. I mean, there's sometimes when you go to p. I've gone to theaters where people just flat out. Oh man, though that was crazy. And oh man, I love, like shut up. Or the movie's still going, yeah. but. Yeah. Well, I told you, I told you this story. I tell it all the time on uh, East Society, so I might as well bring it up again now. The craziest it ever was for me was uh, Bad Boys Two at, <laughs> at the Sparks Theater, and uh, it was the second movie I had seen that day. I walked in to see it, so it wasn't like I could really go say anything about it. But yeah, the person like was like chatting along with the film you know martin lawrence uh, oh man here we go again and he says here we go again here we go again and then oh no oh hell no oh we ain't gonna do that no you ain't gonna do that like he would like repeat and like he'd like talk like the characters were talking to him <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it made it a memory. That's for sure. I'll always remember that. <laughs> there was one lady I went to the theater one time, and she was like that. She just would not shut up. Again, she was sitting there by herself too. It wasn't like she was with someone. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. But yeah. <laughs> well, let me saying, here we go again. Oh, here we go again. Well, when I uh, when I went and saw Terrifier two, when that 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 little kid and her little girl and her, her grandma were watching it, man, the girl was going, "Shh, grandma!" But grandma was like, "Oh, oh my God, I can't take this no more. Oh, we should leave. This this isn't a movie for you." Oh, ah, oh, here we go again. I was I was laughing. I know there was some people in there getting mad, but I I was la I was like I was able to just tune her out. Um, but she was, she was, every time she said something stupid, it just made me laugh. Again, I know people were probably mad at her, but, uh, I, I, I didn't care. It didn't take me out of the, the movie theater. It wasn't I mean, out of the film. It wasn't like it was something that I really needed to concentrate on. I mean, but right. <laughs> it was just, I was just watching the blood and gore that was on the screen. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, to each his own. I mean, you just, you, you get those little, you get those assholes. 
in right. the theater. But <laughs> eh, I don't know. But TV, I only got one show. What do you got? All right, I got one too. Uh, the Recruit on Netflix came out a couple weeks ago. We mean to check it out. Wish I would have checked it out when Jade was here. Um, we were a fan of that film and uh i was interested to see what they were going to do with the netflix show i can't remember exactly what the little tag was when you see it it was like born identity meets so-and-so via suits is what the little netflix uh description of it uh let me pull it up here um to see what they say um Netflix. So yeah, the film with real Al Pacino and Colin Farrell that came out in 2003. Uh, that was a brilliant young CIA trainee is asked by his mentor to help find a mole in the agency. Uh, this is actually quite different. Uh, follows a lawyer at the CIA who gets entangled in a dangerous international power politics when a former asset threatens to expose the nature of her long-term relationship with the agency, Owen Hendricks, a young CIA lawyer whose first week on the job turns upside down when he discovers a threatening letter by former asset, Max Malaze, who plans to expose the agency unless they exonerate her of a serious crime. Owen quickly becomes entangled in a dangerous and often absurd world of power politics mischievous players as he travels the world in hopes of completing his assignment and making a mark at the CIA. Um, this was interesting because I was expecting something similar to the movie and I didn't get that at all. In fact, the name, the recruit, like the film, Colin Farrell is a recruit and he's going through training and he's going to become an agent here when this when this series starts the he, interestingly he's in the cia but he's not even like like a field operative per se like he does field he does kind of do like field operative work but as i've been i've said in the description he's a lawyer at the cia so uh completely different take there on it and then on top of that, too, it's got kind of weird tones at times where, like, it tries to be actually pretty light and even sometimes a little light comedic, I would say. Um, it has uh, Colton Dunn in it, who a lot of people would know from Superstore. He was Garrett in that. Um but yeah, the main uh, guy here, Hendrix, is played by Noah Centineo. Looks like people would know him from uh, that movie that Jade loves and that she had you watch. To all the boys I've loved before, he was Peter in that. He was also was Adam Smasher in Black Adam. Was there a third one? I think so. I don't think I've seen that one. I know I saw the first two, which I liked. I'm yeah. kicking myself. I missed the pops, but um. Oh yeah, probably. I remember seeing them. I get it. I get it. Would be probably valuable too. 
people. I, I just completely forgot them. about it. <laughs> but yeah. I did like both of those films, though. Right. Have to check out the third one. So, yeah, this is a uh, <clears throat> eight-episode series. Each of the episode titles is interesting in that um, they all stand for something, but I actually haven't – I didn't think too hard about each of them, so even looking at them now, like, I don't remember or can't even think of, like, what these are, but, like, the first episode is I N A S. I A L. Uh, the second episode is N L T S Y P. So, like, each episode is like codename titled like that. Um, and, like I said, it walks this really interesting line between like really serious, but then like not so serious. Like, he'll like have to do something where he like goes overseas to like a dangerous location. But then he comes back and he goes to his apartment with uh, his roommates that he went to law school with. And like, he's in the CIA now, but they took a more traditional, they're just regular lawyers. So, and they're like talking and joking and normal house stuff. So it, it's it's interesting because like I comparing it to the actual movie Real Al Pacino, um, like obviously that's a more like serious like everything is serious. This is a serious movie. There's serious stakes. This is something serious going on. Like there's no time for this and that. But like there's serious stuff going on here. But it seems like they actually take like breaks and like oh, okay we'll get back to that but in the meantime let's talk about the party last night <laughs> you know like so i don't know like it it definitely is lighter like that was actually interesting um whatever the the explanation of it where it was like born identity meets the recruit through suits kind of thing because i guess you know suits would be a, like a lighter kind of light drama that's what i would say this one is uh, it's eight episodes um and while it may sound like i'm being a little critical of it i did actually really like it so much so that i watched pretty much the first six episodes in a row and it's only eight episodes long so or first five episodes so i have episodes six seven and eight left to go so, yeah, I watched five in a row. So, um, I, I liked it enough to keep up with it and watch it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where the last three go. I'll probably quickly mention it or follow quick, quick little follow up in the next episode. But, yeah, I just found this one a little weird just because it's hard to compare something like this. Usually, if you have like a spy type of show, like an action type of show, that's what it is. But this, I guess it does kind of remind me, like, of, uh, and I do love some of these shows. Like, I love Psych. Uh, I love Burn Notice. And then I know Suits is one of those. The, like, USA shows of an era where it was, like, I don't know. Like, everything, like, could be kind of light in a way. Like, they deal with serious stuff, but then it always come back to, like, a lightness. 
And that's what this has, because besides uh, the main character, like I said, it has uh, the Colton Dunn playing Lester Kitchens and then an Artie Mann playing Violet Ebner. They're also like fellow uh, like CIA agents, but at least early on in the show, like they're really trying to like go at our main character and like make it as hard for him as possible. Like they're not helping him out in any way. And like, I don't know, maybe that's like a CIA trope. Like this is supposed to be hard and we're going to make everything tough on you kind of thing. But yeah, so that was the thing. But um, yeah, I was interested. I thought it was pretty good. Like I said, it kept me, kept me interested. I watched uh, the five episodes in a row and uh, yeah, I'm going to finish it. But yeah, it is, it's so unlike the recruit and the fact he's already like like he's new at the agency but he's in like he's not a recruit anymore you're calling this the recruit but he's already like a cia agent like i feel like they had the name they had the property but they probably <laughs> Once they found this story, they might have been better off calling this like something else and saving the recruit for actually if you want to do that type of show where it's about a CIA recruit, you know, because it's a little misleading that way, you know. <laughs> what is this on? Netflix. You, you saw the, the 2003 recruit with uh, Real Al Pacino and uh, Colin Farrell, right? I didn't like it. Yeah, I saw it. Right. You want this? Yeah. Real. It's a knockoff one, but it looks just like it. Oh, sorry, everyone. I should have muted my mic. (laughs) (laughs) I was giving Eric something. Turn the light back on. Um, did this came? When did this come out? Just a couple weeks ago. It's new. Okay. Same characters. Further adventures or no, not at all. New ones, all right. Um, I don't even remember the movie. I just seen it the one time. Uh, I guess I'll just have to rewatch it again. Maybe I watched it at work, so I mean, maybe that's why I didn't. I didn't really get into it. But real Al Pacino. Hmm. All right. Um, keeping with Netflix. I didn't even know this show came out until. Someone posted something about it. This is uh, that that 90s show. Uh, it's 10 episodes. Uh, I, I assume all every episode is already on Netflix, but um, continuation from that 70s show. Now it's 1995. Leah Foreman is visiting her grandparents for the summer where she bonds with a new generation of, of Point Place, Wyoming. Um, I think it's Wyoming or Wisconsin, Wisconsin, I think, uh, under the watchful eye of Kitty and stern glare of red. Um, of course, Kurt, Kurt Woodsmith, Red Foreman, Deborah Jo Rupp as Kitty Foreman, a Claire Havdra as Leah Foreman. That's, um, Donna and what the Eric Foreman. That's their kid. Uh, Donna and Eric finally got married at the, I don't know. 
I don't really remember that much of the 70s show. I don't think I watched it like straight through. I just been watched episodes and episodes. So, hey, Ashley, Ooh. after Haiti, I think that's what they say it as Gwen, a Mace Colonel as Jay Kelso, a Rendoy as Ozzy, Sam Morales as Nikki, Max Ace Donovan as Nate, and a bunch of other people. But there was cameos from um, Topher Grace and what's her name? Laura Prepon, Prepon, whatever. Uh, Donna. Oh, I love her. I loved her in the 70s show. I really fell in love with her on uh, uh, Orange is the New Black because I like that black hair. But she put on a wig uh, uh, for this to have her uh, long red hair. Uh, still beautiful. Eric Foreman don't even look like he aged <laughs> at all. But uh, it was cool to see them. It's uh, their kids. They brought uh, their daughter uh, home uh, to Red and Kitty for the summer. And her daughter meets up these meets these, these kids. And she decides to, I want to stay at Grandma and Grandpa's for the summer. So, and this is where their adventure begins. So, like the 70s show, uh, it's them. It's her now, their granddaughter, and same thing, her getting into crazy adventures. Um, I only watched the first episode, but at the end of it, they were saying on this this season, they started showing a lot of uh, scenes from the, the the next few episodes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down and watch this whole series because the first one was funny, and I like all these characters. These uh, young actors, I don't know who any of them are, so I'm all in. But it was cool. There, there was cameos. I believe they're only in, I'm looking at it, uh, Donna, she's going to be in three episodes. Eric was only in one. Um, Ashton Kutcher and uh, Kelso and uh, Mila Kunis, Jackie, uh, they're married and they have a kid and his name is Jay, the the Jay Kelso kid. That was kind of like, spoiler alert, that was kind of a shocker at the end when uh, he popped in. And then uh, when Red was like, who's this? Oh, this is Jay. Kelso, anyone? Oh no! And then uh, Kelso came in. Hey, what's up? And then everyone in the audience started cheering. And then Jackie came walking. And come on, what are you doing in there? Then everyone started clapping. So, but they were showing uh, cameos from uh, the original cast. Fez is coming back. Uh, Wilmer Valderrama, Tommy Chong, Leo. He's coming back. Um, Donna's dad, uh, Don Stark. Uh, he played Bob. Uh, her dad, he's pop, he's coming. He it looks like he's popping in an episode. Um, Donna's mom, she, the the actress, she had passed away. Was it last year? <laughs> Excuse me, or the year before? Um, Tanya Roberts. I, I oh, she. Wait, wait. When did she pass? Because uh, she was Donna's mom. And I believe she passed away. Oh, 2021 uh, is when she passed away. So, but uh, it was cool to see uh, when they were show. I don't. What's his name? I don't think he's coming, coming back. I think he's still got those uh, legal issues and couldn't keep his hands off of uh, the women and, and the the things he was in. Um, the hell's that guy's name? Um. Danny Masterson, I think that's his name. Um, yeah, he was not a good guy on the set uh, of uh, some TV shows, and he got called out on it. So, but uh, 
I like what's going on. It's basically the 70s show just taking place in the 90s and with instead of the the gang that we we all knew and love, we got the their kids. So I'm all I'm all in. I'm going to check it out. I mean, there's nothing really to spoil, but um it seems cool. Well, it looks like uh Fez, he's he's going to be in three episodes and I think he's like a hairstylist or something. So I always liked Fez. I thought he was funny when he was on the show. So I was kind of like, oh, hey, when they started showing everyone that was going to pop up on this. So, but yeah, that 90s show, all episodes, all 10 episodes are up on Netflix, I believe. I think they dropped all 10 of them. I don't know. Netflix, I know they drop everything all at once. Not sure if they're going to do the once a week or anything, but uh, I don't know. But I'm, I'm in. On the show, I'm I'm gonna check it out. I want to see uh, more of what's going on on this show, and I believe, yep, all ten episodes are up. So, if you guys want to watch it, or maybe you guys already did, and I'm late to the show, but uh, I'm in. I'm in on it. I'm gonna continue to watch it. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, uh, Velma. For those of you that listened to that episode. And for those of you that didn't, I'm going to give you my two cents right now. I'm in on that show. And there is a lot of people that hate it and wish they'd never make it and want they want it to go away. Will we get another season? I don't know. Because the way the critics were bashing it, too, I don't know. This might be a one and done. But I'm in. I'm, I'm going to watch the whole uh, series. Uh, two more episodes dropped uh, this past Thursday. I haven't watched them yet. But the first two episodes, I was all in on what was going on. And I'm already in. I need to see where how it ends. So, but um, it just made me laugh, if anything, and just kind of like, all right, I'm, this is what you're gonna do. All right, I'm here to watch it. So, give it to me. I'll check it out. And once the whole series is over with, I'll let you know what uh, I thought of the whole thing as a show. But as far as the two episodes that I saw, and did you watch both of the first two, right? Yeah, I watched the first two. Um, are, you, are you gonna continue, or you you? that was enough for you yeah probably enough for me like i i said what i thought about it uh before but uh i'm surprised uh if you like this you should really watch uh harley quinn a very similar with the violence the blood you know the language the sex and everything so i watched half of that i watched half of that season I didn't. I didn't go back to it though. But. If you like uh, Velma, you should really like uh, Harley because that's a more fitting use. I think Velma would have been better off if they hadn't have actually made it a true Scooby Doo connection. If they would have just called it something else and have been like, "Well, this character's kind of like a." A Velma type. This is kind of like a Daphne type, but they didn't like connect it. I think that's what really turns people off. And I did listen to your pod, and you brought up um, like things like obviously that you weren't down with that they did, like Venom and stuff like that. I think that's just what it's hard. It's hard to to like reconcile the two, and it's like sure make like an edgy Scooby Doo, but like. That really does, I don't know. It just doesn't line up, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think people would have watched it if 
if it was something else that was i mean i think that's what made people watch it because it was characters that we that we knew so i i don't know i mean i'm in the, i'm gonna watch it I mean, like this obviously like you you've seen all the stuff you sent me the stuff on everybody's issue with it like See, I, I don't I know guess, i've seen i don't know if i've seen people <laughs> matter about you know i mean you know how mad i get about things that uh, like venom like i said on, on, on my on my review but this isn't bothering me i mean i'm i i, I can look the other way and, and just enjoy it for what it is some people might say why couldn't you just enjoy venom because that movie those two movies were bullshit that's why i couldn't enjoy them uh, you had the fucking blueprints in front of you and you couldn't follow any of that oh my gosh but this one, um, they're saying it's an origin story, but I, they shouldn't have said that, first of all. This has just been, like I said, another part of the Scooby-verse. But I don't know. We'll see uh, what happens. But uh, I'm in. I'm going to continue to watch uh, the whole series and let you guys know what I thought of it when it's all over with. But as far as TV, yeah, that 90s show, I'm in. I'm going to watch it, and uh, we'll see. Uh, what happens? But um, we already did sports, uh, Star Wars. I mean, other than yeah, Mandalorian. Which, well, no, it works out for TV because uh, I hadn't mentioned uh, the Bad Batches return yet. Uh, had its uh, two episode premiere, and then it had its third episode, and then just this last week, four fourth episode. So four episodes are out. Uh, I've enjoyed the show being back. The way the season started out with the two episode premiere, it was kind of like uh, a, uh, a two episode arc, a mission uh, for the team. Kind of also uh, interesting. It dealt with um, like a Dooku's like uh, fortunes he left behind because he was like a count of Seriano. So. Uh, that was interesting because that's something that's kind of never been brought up before. Uh, then episode three uh, dealt with the question I had after that first week, which is like, uh, you know, what are they doing with crosshair? Uh, and episode three was a whole crosshair story. Um, it's not really a spoiler because this has been posted by Star Wars and everything, but uh, Commander Cody made his return in episode three. That was really interesting, especially where that story went with him. Uh, and then episode four was interesting in that, um, I'm sure they did it in the first season. I just can't remember, but uh, it was interesting in that they kind of split the batch up and um, tech and wrecker went with Omega on a mission uh, and they did some, some racing. Uh, it wasn't, pod racing but it definitely had that vibe of pod racing so that was an interesting episode but yeah i think it's like a big 16 episode season if i'm remembering so yeah we still got a long way to go with uh bad batch but I'm glad it's back i'm on uh, starwarsnews.net and i don't see anything new other than bad batch and mandalorian but we already did mandalorian Yep. Uh, but as soon as we get more more trailers and everything, we'll we'll run through them like we did. But um, 
collecting. I I guess I should have had everything you gave me in front of me, but I <laughs> I'm doing some rearranging in here in the studio, oh. everyone, and and I don't know where I put that box. <laughs> the long-awaited. Speaking of, uh, I've been waiting to do this on the pod because I wanted to. I just wanted to make it a, a thing. Like I really wanted the effect of it. Uh, I was gifted from you. Uh, very cool. Thank you very much. This uh, Wampa, the Funko exclusive, 10,000 pieces, three liter soda. Comes in this huge bottle, but had a little uh, protective wrapper. So I was going to wait for the show. And it's funny because every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, I want to open it. But I'm like, I, I, I said I was going to do it on the show. So uh, I'm going to do it and see if I can get the sound effect in here. There we go. Get a little this plastic wrap. You want to keep the because uh, it's just this one seal on it too. Um, you want to keep obviously the, the the plastic wrapper under it where it uh, has all the info on the the wampa and and everything. You want to keep that because then it, it pops off. But uh, uh, I'm I'm cool either way because actually, uh, if I was to get the chase on this, I definitely want to get another one for the regular. The the regular in this one is the uh, Wampa itself, fully intact. The chase version, he's missing an arm, cut oh. off. No. You should have uh, bought another one. You were there. Well, I want to see uh, what happens here first. Who knows what we're, what we're gonna get? So. Well, you should have just bought one just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the one layer off. Now it's about figuring out how uh, how the rest comes off here. <laughs> now that I have the seal off, uh, I figured the bottom was just kind of, yeah, I guess it kind of pops off. I this is my first uh, three-liter soda. I know they made a uh, Maleficent Dragon like this. They made uh, the Juggernaut like this. I now I'm wishing. I thought it was going to be just an easy like uh, wrap thing to get off, but now it's like not popping off now i almost wish i would have shot a video so you can see me struggling with this thing i cannot get the bottom of the soda off i was gonna i was gonna say what what's taking so long <laughs> i don't know like what like it looks like almost like uh okay yeah there it goes it was like um now that i've got it i can describe it uh um, oh, you take the bottom off you Is take that... the bottom off and oh. it, one, two, three, four things where you need to press them in. It's almost like uh, when you know you open a bottle of aspirin or something and you've got to press in to turn. <laughs> it's yeah, like I'm, that. So. I'm looking at a, a picture of it. Like, all yeah. right, I see. Okay, so here we go. The big reveal. Fingers oh, in the chase. Oh, it is. Oh. He's without his arm. <laughs> well, uh, you are welcome. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Right on. You got that, you got that uh, soda chase luck. 
Uh, <laughs> what was the one I got? That I, I got it there. I guess shit. I I left there with two of yeah. them. Two that of little them. the little can that rabbit or whatever the hell it was and yeah this one I dude I almost walked out of there when uh when I was this was behind the counter um and when they said oh you spent this much money um oh no I bought this one first because when I was paying for everything I saw that wampa and I think I asked you if you had it and you said no and I'm like all right give me that so it was just right there he just turned around grabbed it and put it in there and then he goes oh you spent this much you get uh to pick one of these little things and I just all right give me this that little rabbit thing so <laughs> shit man lucked out to got two two chases and yeah. out wow. in the wild amazing <laughs> send me a picture of that man I'm, I'm just looking at whatever <laughs> that's online dude yeah. man shit man they need to get another one now yeah and it worked out just like I was uh, envisioning for the pod because I kept looking at it for the longest time I was like man I want to open this but I was like well is it I'm going to do it on the show is it only an exclusive to the to the shops or the, the the Funko headquarters? I think they have it on their website too. I think oh, that okay. I think it's like yeah, it's exclusive to them, but yeah, you're not gonna find it on like Entertainment Earth or Hot Topic or GameStop or anything like that. So did it did it come with a coin or something or like how the other ones? Yeah, do? interestingly, um they normally, in the regular sodas, they come loose. Um, here, I don't know why they felt like this extra layer of security was necessary, especially like if you got that far, you'd be able to see he had his, he was without his arm, he was the chase. But they put, um, they put the little disc in a black bag. <laughs> okay. A little sealed black bag. So well, sweet man. I mean, fucking on right the, on uh, on the show too. So yeah, perfect. Uh, this isn't planned, everyone. For those of you that are probably going, oh, they they probably planned it. We didn't. No, well, no. We don't, you heard. You heard the seal. Yeah. So <laughs> and I struggled hard. If this was planned, I wouldn't have struggled that hard to open it. <laughs> well, dude, man, that that's oh, here we go. That's awesome, man. I'm glad that. uh you got the chase because I mean, how often do you get those, everybody? Oh you know, yeah. For, for for those of you that are a collector, especially the blind ones like this. I mean, it's different yeah. for the for the little ones in the boxes. You can clearly see there's a sticker right on the front of it. But these, yeah. uh, the sodas, you don't know until you open it. I mean, like like when I statistically, yeah, statistically one in six. But that doesn't mean if you bought six, you're guaranteed to get it. You know. Yeah, man. <laughs> we've got chases here. The one I opened, uh, this one, which is amazing. I'm glad you got it because that one's, it's a sweet little uh, mold, the wampa with no arm. Um, <laughs> I think I the chase I found, I think it was a Stranger Things ones I found. Um, looking around the room. Oh, the Kevin Nash that you gave me. Um, oh, shit. And the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one. Oh, and yeah. The, and the uh, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land, Iron, Iron Maiden. Uh, shout out to Rachel. Thanks. Um, so <laughs> fuck yeah, man. We we we've got some chases here on the show, everyone. Yeah. I, yeah. I, we got to look around the room. <laughs> but um, right. dude, I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm I'm glad. That, I'm dude. I'm glad I grabbed it. I saw it. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then I was just thinking, fuck, man, that's just more stuff I got to carry. But <laughs> Renee was like, nah, he's done so much for us. I mean, she was like, get whatever, get whatever you want to get him. So I was like, <laughs> I, I don't even know how much it was. I said, give me that. And he went, oh, okay. So that guy just kind of turned around, grabbed it and rung it up and threw it in the bag. Well, dude, I'm glad I, I'm glad I saw it and I'm glad I grabbed it for you. Cause I'm Amazing. <laughs> stoked that you got the chase. Now you need, now you just need to get another one. Now the other one. And watch that one be a chase. <laughs> so, but, but, dude, that's awesome. Um, cool. <laughs> so, anything else? <laughs> I don't have nothing. Uh, I, I, um, yeah, I mean, a couple things. Uh, but, yeah, nothing. going to top that. Um, the new Wakanda wave that I talked about uh, not finding at Funko HQ last time. That one, um, I was able to use my hot cash online and in store. Shout out to Rachel for helping me with that. And um, picked up a few uh, cool ones. Ironheart Mark II. Uh, Shuri, she's given the uh, Wakanda salute. Uh, this one uh, might just be another entry on my uh, end of your top 10 here already now. King Namor. The uh, headdress he has, uh, Talacon King gear here, it's really super impressive, especially uh, the details of the headdress that he has on. They did one for uh, Namora and Atuma in that first wave. Those were really cool, but they wear that the whole time. This was just for that one scene uh, where he makes that speech to Talacon. Uh, so yeah, that's really cool. And then, uh, yeah, our, uh, next big bad of the MCU. I got, uh, Kang from, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania. So this one's really cool too. Uh, what was that one I got you? I just remember black Panther. What was it? Um, I didn't even look at it. I just grabbed it. <laughs> Oh yeah, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Falls. It's uh, it was based on that actual Funko location because they've got the big one in person. So that was a mold just of uh, the Black Panther as you see him real large scale at Funko Hollywood. So, yeah, oh, that's that's what that was. That one is like yep. when you walk in, it's off to the right. Yeah. So oh, been, I see. I didn't even like, look at it. <laughs> Yeah, it's basically just a replica of that. So, ah. yeah. So that one's really cool too. I was excited. Uh, did, I'm looking at pictures of the Wampa. It, did it come with a stand that he could stand on? It's attached to it. It's like oh, okay, part of it. Um, right. It's really interesting. I was like wondering forever, like what's going on with like the stands with star Wars and then the bobble. And it turns out, um, I may or may not have told the story before, but, um, Hasbro actually has full rights to all star Wars figures. So the only way Funko is actually able to make this stuff is by calling all the stuff they make bobbleheads. So all the Star Wars stuff they have, it has to have that bobble to be able to pass because Hasbro has the rights for all Star Wars figures right now. 
Um, really quick, back to the Wampa. I'm looking at pictures. There's ones that came in a orange uh, soda, two liter, three liter, whatever. Because that one you have is blue. I'm looking at a picture right now. This one's orange. Oh, interesting. It's orange and the bottom is clear. Huh. Um, maybe this yeah, is this just one's uh, blue. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is just like a prototype or something. I I, I don't know. I'm just looking at pictures. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> what else? Is that it? Uh, the rest of that Wakanda wave. The other two really cool ones, Okoye and uh, Aneka, the Midnight Angels look. They're kind of end of movie, the blue kind of robo suits they had that uh, Shuri made them. Those, those are also, uh, it's a long year though. Anything that's like on my list now, it's like, I'm always wary of like anything we put on our list this early. Cause it's like, it's almost just bound to get bumped off by, you know, new stuff to come, whether that be movie TV shows. <laughs> hmm. But yeah. Oh, oh, oh. One other. It's a it's a biggie too. Put him right next to the the new Wampa. Um Entertainment Earth exclusive came in. Speaking of uh into your top ten list, this would definitely uh be on the entry list right now from the Book of Boba Fett. The Rancor being calmed by Grogu. Um, Really impressive sculpt on this. Uh, Nice size, decent size on Grogu. He's not the size that other like Grogu pops are. Um, He's a little bigger than like I have like a, no, it's a, no, just a slightly bigger than like a mystery mini size. I've got one of them right here. But then, yeah, and then the they scaled the Rancor to him. But yeah, the Rancor's like crouching down like it did in the Book of Boba Fett. So, really cool. And now that they've done this, uh, you would figure, you know, they obviously they'd have to alter the Rancor sculpt a little, but... Uh, why not uh, have a rancor in uh, the fet? <laughs> yep. Oh wait, I did get one thing. Um, trying to open it right now. Um, uh, go over to uh, TikTok and see my latest um at Blu-ray Nez uh, Blu-ray update, and I'll give you a quick one right here. This is um. I think I think it just came out. That's uh, Cloverfield, the Steelbook. It's got a, uh, I think it's a, I think it was a Best Buy or is it ever? I don't know. I think you can buy it on Amazon too. But it's got a cool little uh, clear slipcase, Cloverfield, and it shows the Statue of Liberty. Um, it looks like a camera viewer or whatever. Um, when you take the clear uh, slipcover off. Uh, the steel book is a picture of the the monster, and uh, with the New York skyline. This is oh, it's 4K and all that. On the inside, it's just got a picture of a viewfinder from the camera, and it's got it's two discs. 
the 4K and the Blu-ray, I believe, uh, of the film. Yep. So just add into my uh, 4K collection. I don't even have a 4K player. But you know me and the Steelbooks. I got to have it. And this movie is awesome. I love it. So um, that was all you had, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to just ro- roll right into recommendations. Uh, watch Cloverfield. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but <laughs> uh, I love this movie. Uh, Eric hasn't seen it yet, so we're probably going to sit down and watch it. So what do you got on deck? Uh, what do I have on deck? Uh, guess I didn't have anything ready to go. I was a little, little sudden, got caught off guard. I sent you a picture of... Uh, uh, the size of the Wampa. Pretty impressive when you put him next to, because uh, I was already impressed with the size of the Rancor. And look how uh, Wampa kind of towers over him. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that thing, well, that, that three liter bottle was actually pretty big. Right. Because when, when I showed Renee, she was like, what is that? I said, there's a toy in it. And she was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Definitely, and you're definitely like thrown off by the by the size of it. That's what she said. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, you need to get another one to to put next to it, just just the regular right? one. And right, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. So, I'm I'm fucking stoked, everybody. I'm sorry, man. That's sweet, dude. I just awesome. <laughs> yeah, man, just lucked out. I mean, man, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's Love a cool it. that's a Rancor cool and Grogu right there. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh yeah, Cloverfield, everyone. That's my recommendation. Check it out. Right. Um what do you got? Yeah, I finally got mine lined up. Uh head to Netflix and a movie that uh I've seen an untold number of times because it was one of the only uh when I worked way back, I told the story now before on the pod when I worked at the uh the secondhand store, Anglin Secondhand. When I the, most recently, we were driving around, and I told the story about uh, selling uh, guns there, mainly rifles. But uh, <laughs> we had a a little TV VCR thing for sale at one point, and only a handful of tapes, and one of them was Air Force One. So every day I would put on Air Force One and when it was over, I'd rewind and set it going again. So like, seriously, I kind of timed my day by like four, four times watching Air Force One. Because <laughs> it was basically <laughs> two hours. So, you know, okay, Air Force One down once, we're two hours in. Air Force, <laughs> Air Force One second time, four hours in. Three, six, and then whatever it finishes, we are into eight hours. Once you've watched Air Force One four times, <laughs> damn. <laughs> so that's how it used to be for me. So this is a film, like I said, I've seen an insane amount of times. It's on uh, Netflix right now. Harrison Ford, Gary Oldman, Glenn Close, directed by Wolfgang Peterson, back from 1997. Obviously, I love it if I had to watch it that many times. So maybe I'll watch it again in honor. 
Yeah, I love that movie. I mean, it had Harrison Ford in it. And it was a bonus that Gary Oldman was in it. Right. With his Russian accent. So I thought that was really cool. But All oh, right. Real Go quick, ahead. one song. Um, I realized we didn't do our uh, song of the year and end of year lists. We didn't? We didn't. <laughs> we didn't do that. So, yeah. I don't know if you have anything. If I'm going to step on what you already had, but uh, did you have like a favorite track of last year? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Um, go ahead. So, for me, it came down between two tracks. Um, both uh, artists I was unfamiliar with, I'm still basically unfamiliar with, except for their songs. Uh, it was between Bulo's Don't Break His Heart or Griff and Sigrid's Head on Fire. And it's going to end up being that one. Um, love both of them. In the end of the day, Head on Fire is a little more upbeat the stuff that i listen to all the time and talking out with jade on the drive back here uh, yeah it just all came together so for me uh yeah griff and sigrid's head on fire was my top track of 2022 all right <clears throat> excuse me uh my top track for uh, 2022 is uh from a san francisco band uh hemorrhage and uh, it was off their uh, EP that they put out, and the end. That was uh, pretty much my favorite song of the year because it's just, it's awesome. Um, shout out to Hemorrhage, man. We we saw them a few times uh, last year. Uh, they recently just got into a, a bus accident, I believe. It was it was either before or right after Christmas. I can't remember. They were coming. No, it was before Christmas. They were coming back from a show in uh, Sacramento. Uh, they, I put their videos on, on our TikTok page and Instagram and all that. They, uh, perform out of the back of this like bus that they have. It's like a white bus and there's the drums in there and two guitar players and it's all mic'd up and everything. And they just pull up and just start jamming for you. Uh, the first time I saw them was a couple years ago. They, we came out of, uh, the Bay Strikes Back in Oakland and, uh, they were playing outside. I was like, what the hell are these guys? They didn't have no idea who they were. Just this cool little band playing in a little bus. So um, Eric and I started to really uh, just follow them. And now uh, it was always a bonus uh, to see them because I know it was right after Aftershock. Uh, they said, yeah, we're playing, Eric. We actually left early. Kiss was playing, but we wanted to see Hemorrhage because uh, they just pull up and start playing. And sometimes they get chased away by the, by the authorities or whoever. Uh, they pulled up into like a, up to the gas pumps at an AM, PM. And just started playing. I'm surprised the people didn't come out and chase them away. But it was like a, a free little show. It was awesome. Um, then we saw them after we saw uh, Merciful Fate at the on the res at the Hard Rock. I can't remember the theater or the Hard Rock place, but wherever it was. Uh, they came and played there. Uh, we've talked to them each time we saw them. And they're starting to, hey, I remember you guys. It's cool. What's up? So they were really cool. Uh, it's a three-piece band, two guitar players, and a, and a drummer. But their uh, their little EP that came out last year, the end. That's what it, what it's called, man. This this thing rocks, man. I loved it, so I was happy that um, uh, Eric picked up a copy. I was just listening to what they had on 
Spotify, but they're uh, a little indie, man. A DYI, do it yourself, man. They're out there doing it. Um, I believe they got their insurance money, and there was a, a GoFundMe. I helped donate so they can get uh, fix their equipment because during the crash, uh, I guess some of their amps and stuff got wrecked, and I think the, their bus was totaled. But they got a new bus. Um, they haven't done a show yet, but um, I'm definitely going to try to be at that first one. Uh, once they get their, their new bus up and running, they got to gut it and fix it all so they can get all their equipment in their set so they can continue to rock for us. Uh, so they, they go all over the place. They drive up and down the coast and everything, and they just pull up and start playing. Uh, check out Hemorrhage on um, uh, TikTok. Tick, not yet. Are they on TikTok? I think they're on TikTok. Um, as well as uh, Instagram and just see what they are. Or go to our TikTok or Instagram. Uh, the videos that I put on there uh, of them each time I saw them. They're really cool, man. I, mean, I love these guys. And this band rocks. And my track of the year came from their EP, uh, The End, and title track, The End. Uh, awesome, awesome album. So definitely check out Hemorrhage, man. These guys rock. All right, all right, all right. Uh, oh, uh, I think one of the best moments I had, concert-wise, it was Merciful Fate when I saw them. But I got to give the the two times that we saw Heim uh yeah. the first the first one we saw the greek theater that was cool i was all right man these girls rock but when we saw them up in bend that was awesome that was amazing because it was like see we seemed like we were like way closer than we were we were pretty close at the greek theater yeah. in berkeley but it was they were up really high well, at bend it was like within arm i mean i wish we were right in front especially when uh, uh este was uh singing around to that one dude because i would have cried if she was singing to me <laughs> but anyway I don't know what it is, man. After that trip, man, Alana got me. So I mean, not Alana. Um, Danielle, she right. got me, and I'm all <laughs> about her now. <laughs> so Esther, yep. I still love you, but um, <laughs> your sister got me. But anyway, yeah, those. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give those three uh, best concerts: uh, Merciful Fate and the two times we saw Heim. Right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> a big show goer. So those were my only two. <laughs> so. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Oh, um, I, I can't remember if I sent you this or not. I, I, I might've just told Jade about it, but, uh, you know how they did the whole skit thing for 3am and she did the like phone call thing. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess cause the show right after the Bay area shows was the Hollywood bowl show. And I saw like a review for that, like, best concerts of the year into your list and um they mentioned on that one that they she mentioned the guy being from uh oakland like the last tour and like whatever it would work because like leaving whatever oakland getting to the hollywood bowl he'd be there by 3 a.m <laughs> <laughs> that was cool man she it was, I think it was San Francisco, or, or was it Berkeley? I can't remember what she said, but when we I saw him at Bend, it was Bend. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that of Silicon, South San Francisco? What did she say? Not Milpita. Oh. Uh, Palo Alto? Palo Alto, that's what yeah. she said. <laughs> but you got a track. A new one? Well, that was for the year. I mean, for regular recommendations. We still got to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
regular. Oh boy. Well, here, look for it. Here's my here's my track. I was I was jamming to this song last night, and um, I don't know why it just kind of just popped in my head. I'm gonna take you guys back to 1982 to Culture Club, "Kissing to Be Clever" album. I believe it was a bonus track on there, if I can remember right. But um, time, uh, clock of the heart. Oh, I love this song. It was just. I was a huge. I still am a huge Culture Club fan. I believe they're on the road right now. Hopefully, if they come around here, I want to go see them. Um, a lot of my friends are like, "How can you listen to like all this thrash stuff and then you still love Culture Club and Tiffany and Debbie Gibson and all of them?" I'm a kid of the '80s. I loved everything, all the hip hop we got, all the '80s pop music. Uh, new kids, all of them, and Culture Club, man, they were they were just an awesome band. I, I thought they were they were cool. I mean, I remember. I mean, I'm not shitting you guys. When I first saw Boy George when on the album cover of Kissing to Be Clever, I thought it was a chick. And then <laughs> when I saw the video, I was like, ah, okay. And videos, it, it wasn't like now where you can just type it in your phone and and enjoy it. Now we, if you didn't have MTV in the beginning. Uh, Friday night videos and all that that came on NBC on Friday. That was the only time we really got to watch videos. And then later, all these other channels started coming up with videos, and then I eventually got MTV, so I was able to enjoy all that. But um, Time, uh, Clock of the Heart, man, I, I love this song. It's just a cool little kind of a little upbeat groove. And uh, Boy George, man, I just loved uh, his voice and uh, what he did. I know if you watch uh, the documentaries on them, I mean, he fell into drugs and and heartbreak and all that. Um, and I'm glad that he cleaned himself up and he's still out there. They're all of them. They're all still out there performing the whole the whole band, uh, all four of them. So I never got to see them in their heyday or all the when they re- re- reunited and everything. But um, I'm pretty sure I saw something that they're on the road right now. So hopefully uh, they'll come around here. I don't know if they'll come to Reno. If they come to the Bay Area, I definitely want to go see them because um, – they got a ton of hits, and even he's got his own uh, uh, solo hits. Um, not too many, but he, he's got a couple. So I would, I would really love uh, to check them out. But time, I'm trying to think. I think this is probably my favorite song out of everything that they've done, and they've got so many hits. Um, I couldn't even name all of them. But if I was there, I'm sure, pretty sure, if you see them live, they're gonna play. Uh, every hit that they have so that's that's really cool that's what i love about this band um but yeah this song is awesome i've always loved it it's really cool and i love singing along to it and i don't know culture club uh, time clock of the heart just the lyrics and awesome awesome song i love it i'd sing it for you but <laughs> i still got this cough and, and i don't want to ruin ruin mm-hmm. it for you guys but yeah check that song out culture club from their Kissing to Be Clever album, Time, Clock of the Heart. All right. Uh, I got a random one for you inspired by my uh, trip here to uh, Disney earlier this month. Love visiting Oga's Cantina and DJ Rex. Uh, You can actually hear uh, all the tracks that he plays. They have a little album of it, uh, at least on... Uh, Apple Music, they do. Uh, Oga's Cantina, Rex's Playlist number one. And uh, gotta go with Mad About Mad About Me. 
Mad About Me is the, the name of the track that everybody knows is the Cantina song from the original film. And this is uh, Rex's take on it, featuring uh, Figder and Dan and the Modell nodes. Uh, I do really love uh, Oga's Cantina. And on top of that, uh, the Disneyland Hotel that we stayed at uh, had a cool uh, tiki-themed bar, too, that had some really good drinks, too. They also had the, the themed uh, mugs. I wish I would have... Wish I would have got one now, especially for uh, the Piranha Pool drink, but uh, I didn't. Anyways, uh, yeah, my track is uh, Mad About, Mad About Me, DJ Rex. All right, everyone. I guess uh, not quite three hours, but go back to the last episode. (laughs) I think that one was almost three hours. Not the Skinnamarink, not the Velma. I think it was uh, 276. That one was was kind of long. But hey, when that was the that was the first episode of the year, so of course it's gonna be long. But oh man, um, yeah, everyone, that thank you so much for for listening and everyone that listens to everything we got here on the regular network. Shoot on over to Anchor, listen to everything over there. Follow us on Facebook. Just search E-Society. Uh, Anchor, of course. Just uh, anchor.fm slash macnez. M-A-C dash N-E-Z. Then you'll find um, the E-Society stuff there. Shoot on over to YouTube. I promise this. Uh, we are going to put more on there. Just search E-Society on YouTube. Shoot on over to Public. Pick up a MacNez or E-Society t-shirt. Please, please uh, support the show by doing that. Follow us on Twitter, Pod at MacNezPod, at TheoZisu. Follow us on Instagram, uh, at MacNezPod, at TheZisu, at Podcast. <sighs> come on. Any of you IG guys, get, get, come back, get back. Answer my emails. Shit. Um. Anyway, um. Follow uh Taylor and I's uh, Blu-ray pages at Blu-ray Nez at Blu-ray Terror. Follow us on TikTok, E Society Pod. Uh, I just put a uh, Blu-ray update on there, so check that out if you guys uh, haven't. Um, I that video was almost five. I think it was five minutes long, a little over five minutes long. So I assume we can you can do longer videos now. We're gonna. Do a quick little video of that uh that uh wampa so I can throw it on there for everyone so they could see it. Um shout out to Mixlaw Beats Productions. You have to hear the music every week. Uh intro and outro. Uh shout out to him. He let us use uh one of his tracks to uh for years now. So which is awesome, and I always gotta hype him up. Go to www.mixlawproduction.com for all your beats and everything else he's got over there. Reasonable prices. Just buy. Just click. Buy them. I bought a few beats from him. Uh, Some of the other shows that we do, I always put those on there. So I always got to show him some love and some support because he's helped us out this whole time. Didn't even charge us with that. uh, The music music you guys hear. So that's why it's awesome. I always got to hype them up. Mixlaw Beats Productions. Again, www.mixlawproduction.com. Check them out. 
uh, his website or go over to YouTube and just search uh, Mixed Law Beat Productions and everything. So, uh, but with that, I think that's going to be it, everyone. Um, I still have that ESP Skate Society that I need to put up. I just realized it. I haven't put it up yet. Um, yeah, I got to do that. Um, I got a MacNaz episode coming out. I did an interview with uh, the second half of uh, Ripe Potatoes, but I got to figure out. I think I didn't record it right with my recorder, and I, I don't know. I, I need to watch some tutorials, or maybe you guys know how to work these Zoom H6 things uh, to help me out. Um, I don't want to bug him again to go hey man i couldn't record it right let's do it again i don't know uh he's a cool guy james is awesome so uh get ready for that eventually as soon as i figure out how to, to piece it together and everything so but with that everyone just be safe out there come back for more um we still got up to the challenge we need to do at at some point uh brian and i we're gonna do some more um Probably just some little quick reviews that Brian does, as well as ESP at the movies with some more. Uh, whatever horror movies we find, uh, go on over to HorrorReturns.com and listen to everything over there. I am a part of that family. Thank you, brothers, so much for opening up and letting me be a part of the show. Uh, listen to Brian and I at um, the Action Returns. We're going to be talking about the, the 80s film Enter the Ninja. Uh, we're going to record that still. And we're going to stream fiends. We're going to the 90s to a Corey Haim film, uh, Prayer for the Roller Boys. If you guys, I saw it once and I just rewatched it. Uh, it's all, the whole movie's on YouTube. So if you guys haven't seen it and before you listen to that episode and want to join in on the conversation and know what we're talking about, check out Prayer for the Roller Boys. It's on YouTube. That's going to be on THR Presents Stream Fiends. Uh, shout out to Corey Haim. Uh, rest in peace. And yeah, um, just come back for more. We got a lot more for you. Uh, second episode of the year. Um, and yeah, I mean, shout out to everybody that listens. You guys all rule. You guys all rock. We love you. And uh, come back again. So until next time, everyone, be safe out there and party on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society. <laughs>